0: Hey, y'all. We're Brandon and Megan Giggling, and we give real talk and real solutions to help you get from where you are to where you want to be.
1: Whether you are on step one or years into your own personal growth journey, we've got the tools you need to level up.
0: So if you want to stop making excuses, start taking action and grow into the person you are meant to be, then pop in your headphones and let's do this. You ready? This is the Fools in Love podcast. Hey, how's it going, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Fools in Love podcast with your host, Brandon and Megan. We're so happy you're back. And if it's your first time listening to us, welcome. And today, I just want to talk about a realization I had last week, and it really came around one question, and I uh, can't wait to get into it. Okay,
1: yep. so what is that question then?
0: Well, so as I was talking to someone, I was talking about some of the things I was struggling with, some of the challenges I was having, and they were like, "Well, let me ask, how do you how do you practice self care?" And I was like, "Oh man!" And in my head, I'm like, "I got this one, man. I am. This is my I, I got answer. no problem. This is my A plus answer. I'm I'm gonna nail this thing out of the park." I'm like the self-care guru around here, and I constantly tell you all about self-care, so (laughs) just strap on your seatbelt, baby, because I got this thing. (laughs) And I hope you understand the sarcasm here, because I literally, apparently, didn't really fully understand self-care. So, that leads us to this conversation today. So, anyway, they asked me the question, and I'm like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I make sure I get up every morning and I have my morning routine and I spend my time with God and I'm reading my books, you know, my all my personal growth book of the week and I'm getting into that and then I'm on my way to work. I'm listening to a podcast and I'm listening to audiobooks, and I'm doing my work and I'm doing all these things and I'm even going on runs. Of course, most of the time I do that with Megan, but I'm doing runs and it's awesome because that's like gets my mind right. And they're like, Okay, but don't you want to do this personal growth and self help thing? Isn't that part of your job? Isn't that part of what you'd like to do? And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that is you know the goal that my side hustle become my full hu- hustle, and I love helping people with all this stuff. And yeah, I I I guess I'd count that as as work. And they're like, well, in the running, you're not doing that by yourself. You're doing that with your wife and I'm like yeah yeah I do it with my wife but we get a chance to talk and have a conversation and they're like right but then what are what are you really doing for yourself because that sounds a lot like work to me like if you're doing the audio books and podcasts and you're reading books that are around that space like that's great that's good for you I have nothing to say against it but is that really working on yourself and and I literally was like what? What? I literally had this like epiphany moment in my brain. Like, am I doing this wrong? Like, do I not get how to do self-care? And so it led me to have a conversation with you. It led me to have a deep dive. And then I thought there's just a lot of value in this conversation that we had. And and hopefully it helps a lot of y'all get a clear picture of what self-care actually is.
1: Yeah. I think it's really interesting that you had no clue. About the fact that you really weren't doing any self care, because I would argue that I too felt like a total expert in this area. I mean, a total, I mean, knock it out of the park. Here's my best answer. I got this. I'm a self care warrior. Okay. Like, I'm the same as you. I will get up and do my morning routine. I will do all the things. And man, I've just got it. But then if I think about that, it's like, wait a second. If I'm really so good at self care and I'm doing all these things, then why am I so tired all the time? Why don't I ever feel like I have one minute to myself? Why am I always like, if I could just have some time to relax, like all these questions that I constantly have, I guess really kind of led me to also have a truth moment of, do I really do anything at all? And I mean, there's the occasional times, of course, where you're like, Meg, I can see that you had a rough night last night. You should probably take a nap today and like you'll force me to stop doing laundry or whatever and make me do an na- make me take a nap and that's great those are amazing times and that is definitely self-care because there's no work involved in that I'm asleep but by and large i mean i'm not like napping every day or anything so i think that that's kind of the exception to the rule and not the rule so i totally feel you
0: yeah so it's like one of those things too if you if you feel like you have it figured out then you don't so much look at it and i know that the fault in that answer But because I was under the belief that I had it figured out, I didn't generally look at it and I didn't look at the warning signs. So to me, one of the warning signs is constantly feeling like you're in the grind, constantly feeling like no matter how hard you work, you're not getting the things done that you want to get done. And it doesn't have anything to do with actual work, your day job or what you're trying to do as your side hustle like that isn't necessarily it. It's all the time feeling tired, feeling stressed, feeling worried. And then never actually taking the time for yourself. Because to me, and and please disagree with me if you do, but like my idea of self-care is things that you're doing for yourself for the betterment of yourself. It could be taking that nap like you were talking about. It can be reading a book of something that interests you and taking that time for yourself. But for me, that's where it ends. It's one piece of a much bigger puzzle As far as making sure you're taking care of yourself wholly and fully, not just in some small aspects of your life. Because what I'm coming to find out through researching this this week and then finding out more and kind of sitting with it a little bit longer is understanding that there's many layers of this thing. It's not just as simple as saying it. Like it's a simple thing to say was like, yeah, I'm doing self-care and I'm thinking about myself and I'm being conscious of what I need because it is an important part. But are you fully practicing the things that you need to practice to feel the fruits of actually f- leaning into self-care completely?
1: Mm-hmm. And thank you for bringing that up too about how you know those things are actually part of self-care. It's just not the total picture of self-care because I think that in our initial discussion, as we were opening up this episode, it was kind of like, okay, well, yeah, if you're doing an, if you're listening to an audiobook and it's teaching you something, then that's not self care. Or if you're running because you're exercising, then that's not self care. But those things are self care where it gets clouded is like you're saying, when that's like all you're concentrating on and you're not totally taking care of all of you. So. You came to me with this idea of this stuff you had found on the internet, like different areas and different types of self-care. And so as I was kind of looking through those, I was thinking about how much we just tend to concentrate on like a couple of them. So for us, one of the area was physical. So if we're in a season of running, then we've got that physical one down pat. And if we're in a season of trying to get things going for the side hustle, then we've got the personal, like the goal side of the personal down pat, but we let everything else go. And I think that's kind of probably where a lot of people have a hard time too, because they're not like, we weren't aware that there's just so many different aspects and caveats and different areas to explore.
0: Right. And really to your, to your point, it's every area of your life. So work, if you think about it, is one aspect of your life. Family is an aspect of your life. Friendship is an aspect of your life time for yourself, like time to do your hobbies or the things that you care about. That all, it, all of it, it all, it's an all-encompassing thing. And where I found my fault is I was looking at a couple of different areas, like you said, and I wasn't actually doing the things that I needed to do in the other areas because in my mind, I had it, I had it straight and I, and I was good to go. And I didn't look for the ways of why it wasn't working. So like you said, one of we're just going to quickly break down each of, each of these types of self-care. And, and you'll see, hopefully, the full picture of how it works into every aspect. So the first one is physical. So it's really looking at, are you exercising the way you should? Are you moving your body? Are you watching your nutrition? Are you practicing yoga? Are you sleeping the right amount of hours? Are there certain physical things you're doing to keep your body in a place that's going to be motivated and ready to move forward? Now, the caveat here is it's not all of those things. You don't need to be doing all of those things. But for us, one of the things we determine is that's a primary way we we practice self-care. We go on our runs. Those runs are our love language. They are mentally, they free us mentally to be out there on the road and not be having every other thing come in our mind and affect us. And so that's one area where, for us personally we're we're fine like we're we're doing, I believe the right things,
1: mm-hmm. and especially like normally for us, we're running alone almost always the past six weeks or so we haven't been, we've been running together, but generally speaking, we do run alone, so I think that gives us a little bit more of an edge there too, on like being able to just have that time to think and that space to be alone because if you're like us, I feel like you probably don't have a whole lot of alone time like. You're usually, you know, with coworkers or with your family or with your kids and there's somebody always around. And I think that can be hard. So for us, like usually running is a way to have some more time. It's the physical aspect too, but it is just time away to have our, to be with our thoughts and be alone and get some space in there. And then for us, we've always been really big on prioritizing the sleep part of the physical area of self-care because you know, it's hard. It's hard when you wake up early. So for us, we really try to get to bed at a reasonable hour so that we're not losing too many hours of sleep because there's a huge danger in wanting to get all the things done. And that is that you stay up way too late and get up way too early. So for us, since we know we're going to get up early, we try to go to bed really early.
0: Yeah. And then next, one of the things, and I feel like I, I try to do this, I scratch the surface most of the time, if I can be honest, but I, I try to be conscious of this is the emotional version of your self-care. So that's looking at how you are handling stress. Are you showing up with gratitude every day? Are you journaling or trying to think with yourself, like just sit with yourself and your feelings and really analyze what I need? What do I need? What do I need out of this situation? I feel like some of those things I can do a great job at. I try to practice gratitude. I try to show up each day with joy. I try to not get stressed or anxious or worried. I try to have control of all that. But where I really falter here is making sure I have the time with myself to think about myself and what I want. And most of the time, I'm thinking about everyone else and how I can help them and how I can fix them. And I'm not necessarily looking at myself and how I can help myself and how I can fix myself. And you see the fault in that that logic because if I'm trying to always look at other people and help them and I'm not trying to help myself, then I can't really show up to help them because I can't even understand how to help myself in the first place.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a big one too because I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm assuming we all kind of struggle in the stress management area, especially just with recent events and everything going on. Like It feels like life is pretty stressful a lot of the time. And so just to have those ways that whatever works for you personally, it doesn't even... I mean, it's obviously personal growth and it's self-care, so it's whatever works for you, right? But just to have those ways that work for you to reduce your stress that take you and allow you to have room to breathe and not freak out so much. And it's just hard. It's hard to be in a place where you're always overwhelmed and just figuring out a few ways that work for you personally that will help you kind of decompress from your day, from your week, from whatever circumstances are around you so that you can be healthier internally.
0: Yeah, this next one is one that kind of shocked me a little bit, to be honest, because I didn't ever think about this as an aspect of self-care. And so I'm just going to be forward and upfront with that. that I didn't really understand that this was even a part of it, but it's the social part of self-care. And a lot of that is bring building around a support system. Again, I understand the importance of a support system. So don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm saying. But I didn't know how self-care fell into this category. And a, really, a lot of it is surrounding yourself with people so that you can cultivate the best version of yourself. Having boundaries with people who maybe are negative or in a negative space and then surrounding yourself with more positive things. So including social media or any communication that you have or watching the news or all the things we've talked about before, making sure you're surrounding yourself with positive things and your social environment is positive to then nurture yourself in a place where you can then come out in a better more positive headspace to really again be your best self but i i never thought about it that way that i was that that was part of this like i would say i encourage people to do it but i never really thought about it as self-care
1: and see i'm thinking of it more along the lines of like friends and communication like i know you hit on those other areas but i want to go like the friends and communication route because that's where i seem to struggle more like if i need to tell somebody that I can't do something, I'm okay with setting that boundary. Like 99% of the time, I'm totally fine to do that. I'm fine with supporting, like I'm fine with the support system, all those things. But where I struggle is like, I'm just going to be straight up right now. Friendships, like building friendships. I have some peripheral friends. I have some acquaintances, but I don't have, and I haven't cultivated It's And it's definitely my fault, but I just don't have like deep female friendships Brandon's my best friend for sure. And I just don't have a lot of like, I have done a terrible job at really making this part of my thing since probably college.
0: Yeah. And I think for that too, I'd love to hear from y'all. Like, if you have that friend group, like, that's amazing. I feel like for the most part, when we look at the world, we think that people have that. But I, the more people I talk to, the more I realize not many people have that. And so, I felt like it was a struggle for me. And I was almost like attacking myself because I don't have that. And so many people do. But then the more people I talk to, the more I realize that most people don't have that. They have acquaintances. They have people that they communicate with most of the time at a surface level. And they don't really have that. But it's certainly something that we need to be aware of and need to be moving toward trying to fix. I feel like we are trying to do that. Like Meg said, I'll be honest, it's harder than you would think to to do because you feel like you're honestly like forcing yourself on people
1: and inconveniencing them. And inconveniencing
0: them and and really I guess you have to look at it for yourself though, how important it is to you for you to have that community around you. And and if it is something that's important, then it definitely falls into that realm.
1: Absolutely. I think it's one of the biggest deficits that I have when I'm looking at these types of self-care that you found. Another one is spiritual. And on this one, they're listing things like time alone, meditation, prayer, sacred space. And I feel like we, you know, for me at least, I do a pretty decent, I mean, I'm not great, but a pretty decent job of doing it. I at least carve out the time for it. It doesn't mean that I always do it. It doesn't mean that I'm always deeply engrossed in it, but it does mean that I'm at least aware that I need to do it and most of the time can do it. But it's just having that relationship with, well, for us, God, but just the spiritual aspect of your life and being in tune to that and leaving some time and space for that to happen.
0: Right. And like you said, I try to do that. I do, honestly, in my morning routine. If I'm being completely honest, that has a time limit, though. Like, I I want to do it. I feel like I should do it. I carve out the space to do it. But after a certain amount of time, like, one of the things is really building up my own personal endurance to have that spiritual time or time alone or time with God or whatever it is. When I'm in the space, there's a level of discomfort for me when I'm in the space. I don't fully understand how to do it or if I'm doing it wrong or whatever it is. I'll be vulnerable with you guys. I really, a lot of times I think, am I even doing this right? Or I'll be in the car alone or have time alone. And it's really uncomfortable for me. I know how important it is to sit in stillness and be be in silence. And sometimes, most of the time, I should say, that's a real challenge for me. And it's something that I want to work on. And so they talk about things like getting out in nature more and really forcing the issue. Like if you leave your phone in the car and you go out for a walk or you do something, you're almost forced to then be with yourself and acclimate to the situation in a way that you wouldn't otherwise be. And I've heard people talk about having a more defined space and we've certainly defined a time, but it is—it's it, such an important pillar to this self-care thing that a lot of times I think is missed because it just there's there's a level of misunderstanding or discomfort with the feelings you have during that time that make you not necessarily want to do it.
1: Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, the funny thing is, is you must have been somewhat aware of this because you've already told me like before we were even really doing any sort of conversation about this topic that you were going to like try to go out next week and just go on a walk with yourself. Like you're going to take some time next week and do nothing except walk and just take that time and that space, which you didn't even know that you needed to do that. And somehow you came up with that, which is cool. I like that.
0: <laughs> well, and because I, I realized and it kind of bleeds into the next one we're going to talk about, which is personal, like your personal pillar for this self-care thing, which is your hobbies, your creativity, your goals can fall into this. But for me, it often centers around, and we've talked about this in recent episodes, but centers around identity and being authentic and showing up as my authentic and true self. And I've kind of come up against that. I've rubbed up against what that actually means. Like, am I just showing up as the person that you think I'm going to be or that my family thinks I'm going to be or that the world somehow thinks I'm going to be? Or am I showing up the way that I want to be? Am I showing up in a way that... I want to show up because that's the way I'm supposed to show up or because that's the way I actually want to show up? And how do I want to be? How do I want to show up? And how do I want to be like perceived? But see, none of that actually happens without taking the time to figure out what those things are. When's the last time you thought about, well, what are my hobbies? And what would you come up with other than sometimes writing, reading, and running? Does your list go beyond that? Because for me, quickly for me, that's what it comes to. I'm like, well, my hobbies are Keeping my kids alive. I mean, that's I'm going to say it's a joke, but it's like, it's literally, that's what comes to my mind. And I know it's a little bit laughable. But for me, reading, running, and I kind of run out. And see, back when I was a kid, if I thought about like my hobbies, I could probably list stuff for a long time. And some of them are big, some of them are small. But how often do you think about what those things are? And then creatively try to think about how you can implement them into your life to show up as a happier version of yourself.
1: Right. I think in adulthood, and maybe more specifically parenthood, but I'm assuming it happens to people who are not parents too, I think you just kind of lose that part of you a little bit. Like you don't even remember what it's like to have hobbies or to be creative. I would say that I love to write. I loved when I did my blog, which I have not done in a while. I do love writing. But to me, right now, for writing, I'm not writing for myself. I'm writing more in like a work environment. So I'm writing to accomplish a goal, basically. And while there's nothing wrong with that, and that could be considered self-care, it's not like I'm just writing for me. It's not like I'm writing to learn new things about myself. It's not like I'm writing to just get thoughts on paper, to decompress, to do any of those things. I'm just writing like, to push on towards the goal all the time. And whether that's a blog post or whether that's the book I'm writing, it doesn't matter. Those things all feel just like more tasks and more work to do, which is where sometimes I get hung up on like, is it self-care or not? Because a a lot of times feels like it's probably not if it just feels like it's one more thing on a to-do list.
0: Yeah, I agree. Because as you were talking, I'm thinking, well, you're falling into the same pattern I do where it's like, well, that's... But that's work. So like when you're talking about... Writing, creative writing, you're not just sitting down and writing, you're writing, you're sitting down and writing with a purpose. And you can sit down and write with a purpose, but that purpose should be to get your thoughts out or or do the things you want to do, not necessarily do things toward work or copywriting or whatever that is. But I have a question for you like, what would it look like then to give yourself the time and space to do that?
1: Yeah, it'd be pretty cool. One thing, I mean, I haven't been writing just for pleasure lately, but. One thing that I will say that I've been trying to concentrate on for at least a few months, and I think you'll agree that I'm doing a pretty decent job considering my inability to not do housework when I am at our house, is reading for fun, like reading a not personal growth, not important, just straight up chicklet book. And for years, probably I've gone off and on where I'll read for a little bit and then I'll just put it away and I won't read for like six months, a year or whatever. (laughs) And then I'll get back into it for a little bit, but pretty consistently for a while now, I feel like I'm at least reading a little tiny bit. And even if it's only like 10 or 15 minutes at night, right before we put the kids to bed, I'm trying to at least take that time because I know that that has no other purpose. There's nothing important about that. It's just something that I actually love to do that is so brainless, so unimportant. It doesn't matter Anything about it, like it's, but it's for me and I love it. So it's it's the equivalent of like watching a Hallmark movie for me. There's no point to it, but I like to do it and it does feel good and it does feel indulgent. It does feel like self-care. It's not a to-do list.
0: Right. And that's the thing. You started to kind of go down the road of, well, it's nothing. It's almost like discounting the fact that it's important, mm-hmm. which it is. I mean, it is. Oh, yeah. But I want some honesty time though, because how much guilt do you feel when you're doing that?
1: Oh, Like, I'll be like, okay, well, I have 10 things to accomplish before I can go read. And then even then I'm like, well, you know, I actually could go do these other three things too. But it's something that you just kind of have to work through and just force yourself to until it becomes a little bit more natural and some of the guilt goes away. So now I can sort of do it with a little less guilt than I would have thought possible a couple months ago.
0: Right. And then the next part of this self-care is creating the space. So you need a safe space to be where you feel comfortable and you want to create an environment for yourself that's healthy and sustaining you as an individual. And so really defining a space where you can feel yourself, you can be yourself, which I know sometimes is more difficult than not. Some of us are in our own homes and we can't feel like ourselves like, mm-hmm. because we're, we're playing a character, we're playing a role. And so I know that's a challenge. But what would it look like to create a space for yourself to be yourself fully honestly and openly and vulnerably and have a stability in that situation and a clear space to have a clear head and know that you are living the way you want to live.
1: Yeah, 100%. The next one's kind of funny for me because I think of it really not as self-care, but it actually is when I'm like going deeper in that, which is financial. And to me, that seems like, well, that's just more work. That's like budgeting and planning and all those things. But then when I'm like, wait a second. Hold on. Of course it's self-care because if you feel in control of your finances, if you could feel in control of your life, you're going to just live a better life. You're going to feel happier. You're going to be better off. You're not going to be making mistakes that you could have prevented if you had just understood and, and been a little bit more financially healthy. So I actually do get it because I think you can be a lot better off with a general understanding of your finances than if you have no clue at all and you're struggling and things just feel like you never will understand them at all.
0: 100%, because what are the two most common barriers to entry? Time and money. Mm -hmm. So money is a huge factor because it honestly goes into all of these other categories. Because if you're secure in your money and you're saving for a certain thing or you're saving for a goal or you're saving to take a vacation to have the time and space that you need, To practice the self-care, I mean, you don't need a vacation, but it kind of could cross over into everything because if you're sitting there stressed, worried, and anxious about your financial situation, then how hospitable is that environment going to be to you being happy and content with where you are and allowing you to relax in a space? When I'm worrying about money (laughs) in the past and current, I'm never feeling at ease. I'm not feeling great about it. But when I feel like financially viable and that things are going well and that I understand where my money's coming from and where it's going and I have a budget and I have a spreadsheet and I have those things, I have more of a sense of security. And then that's an aspect of my life that I don't have to forget about, but I have a plan for. And then when I have a plan for, then I really don't have to stress about it. And then when I don't have to stress about it, then I can move forward.
1: Right. It leaves it leaves mental space for the other stuff and it leaves time and the ability for you to just kind of chill out and relax and do all these fun things. Right. The last one is work. And again, this is another one that I'd put with like the financial thing, which is kind of funny. It's like, well, wait, is work self-care or is work work? But again, I kind of see it. It's like things like time management and having boundaries at work and taking breaks, which if you guys have listened to this podcast a time or two, you know that I am absolutely the worst at taking a break from working. And clearly I've already told you that because I'm like talking about all the chores that I tend to do instead of relaxing. But any sort of work and any sort of scenario that's me not taking a break to the point where I've got like a headache, a migraine, my feet hurt, I have to go to the bathroom. For some reason I won't just stop working. My body is falling apart and I'm like, well, if I can just get these next three things done, then I'll go take a break at that point. And then that three things those three things do get done. But guess who's still sitting at the computer like a lunatic? Me, that's who.
0: <laughs> right. And then and then going full circle from the start of this conversation. Every single thing I seem to be doing for my self care was actually work, was actually the work I was doing. But one of the things I've realized through having that conversation and sitting with it a little longer is where I need to set boundaries with my work and where I need to allow myself to have a comfort zone a little bit of the time. And I know that we talk about getting rid of your comfort zone. But sometimes it's okay to step back and it's healthy and good for you to step back for a minute. Mm -hmm. Not saying forever. But one of the things I have realized for myself is when I'm giving myself breaks and when I'm trying to set boundaries, I'm confronted with guilt for the fact that I'm not doing what I need to do. And one of the things that tells me is I'm holding the work of something at a higher value than I am at the rest. And it's coming in opposition to everything. It's ultimately not serving me. And it's keeping me, unfortunately, right where I'm at and more depressed, more anxious because I'm not willing to set the boundaries to say, well, work time is up. Now it's time for some rest or to enjoy something that I want to enjoy. And I think it's harder for me to come up going back to the hobbies thing or being more creative. It's hard for me to come up with that Because what I often come up against is I always go back to work. So when I'm thinking about creatively or I'm analyzing something in my own life, what do I always do to you? This would be a perfect podcast episode. We could write an article on this. We could do a video on this. I'm constantly thinking about how I can use it to help y'all. And while that's a noble goal, that's not really what this is about. It can be what it's about but it can get you into a dangerous space where you're not actually working on yourself. You're just working in general to try to further whatever cause that you're going toward. And one of the things I've kind of grappled with is constantly coming back to work. And one of the things that I've realized why I do that is because I put so much value on me as a person by what I do for work. Ouch! And when you put all of your value into one of these categories we just went through eight of them <laughs> if you put any of them in one of these areas you're going to realize a few things you're going to realize you're faltering in all of these other areas and there's probably a lot of reason why you're miserable okay you're going to look around at the world and a lot of the things that bother you are going to be because those are the things that bother you about yourself a lot of the things that bother me or when people aren't doing what I perceive that they should do because I said they should do it. And it all comes back to the work that I'm trying to do. And while that's not a bad thing, any one of these things can become a toxic thing if you're not aware that there's seven other things or six other things or however many of these categories that you're doing currently in your life, or even partially scratching the surface on, if you're not paying attention to all of these things. And again, there's different seasons for different things and you can't work on all of them if you're starting fresh. But if you're not focusing on them, there's going to be discomfort. There's going to be dissatisfaction. And there's going to be times where you're looking in the mirror and you're not feeling fulfilled or whole because you're not looking at yourself wholly. You're looking at yourself categorically and putting yourself into one of these boxes. And I found I'm doing that for myself. So for me... That's something I definitely need to work on.
1: Definitely. And guys, the little chart that we're using today is quite adorable. And it's from studycorner.com. I just want to give them a shout out. I don't know who they are, what they do, but it's studycorner with dot com. So that's this little graph. That we're looking at so don't think that everything's our idea it's not it's from there and we're just talking about the ideas that they put down for us um and then the other thing is i just want to ask you b what are you going to do for yourself this week
0: so this week coming up i'm going to challenge myself and i'm taking a day off yes a day off on friday and i'm going to go out in nature have some time for myself i think i probably will take something to write with in case i have any thoughts but it's not going to be work. It's not going to probably be anything I share on here other than it was a good experience. But I'm going to try to spend some time with myself and give myself time to think about what I want and what I actually need. Not so much what you expect me to show up as, I don't mean that in a bad way, but like Mm -hmm. how you expect to see me, what my kids need from me, what my employees need from me, what y'all out there might need to hear from me. I'm going to think about what I want and what I need And guess what, y'all? That's not selfish. It's self-care and it's an important part of your life. And so I hope for y'all that need to hear this today, we'll take some steps this week to make sure that you are practicing in some of these areas of self-care because you're going to come out of it feeling more energized, more fulfilled, and have more awareness of your wants and needs in life.
1: And don't worry, guys, I'll force him to watch some college football on Saturday just so that he can do something that has literally no purpose.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Go green. We love you all and we hope you have a great week. We'll see ya. Thank you all so much for listening.
1: Make sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode.
0: And if you want to be our BFFs, leave us a review. It helps more people find the show and allows us to share our message with the world.
1: We love you all.